It's the Good Advice Show, and you're checking out the best place to learn more about how to do business better. I got a lot of great advice for you today. That's right, not just good advice, but great advice for wherever you are in your business. Now, if you're a first-time listener, I'm your host, Blake Benz. I host the Good Advice Podcast, and this is where I like to joke about, um, well, I don't like to joke about on the podcast, but I do joke this is where I ramble about business. There are some nice golden nuggets for you on the show today. And more importantly, my passion about the podcast has always been about bringing you real, actionable advice. No fluff, just good advice on the podcast today. We got a great show for you today. We're going to be talking about the U.S. economy, including is there a looming recession and what should you do about it? What should be your response? How do you make sure that it doesn't affect your business? All that and more on today's show. But before we do that, we have one quick word from one of our sponsors on the podcast coming at you right now. Hey, are you tired of all the paperwork that you're doing in your landscaping business? Then I got to tell you about what Steve Lay is doing over at bookkeepingforlandscaping.com. He wants to take the mess out of your business and more importantly, get you back to focusing on what you care most about, which is all your awesome, amazing landscaping customers. If you've been staying up to 11 o'clock at night working on your books, covered up in paperwork, then you want to give Steve a call who can help simplify your books so that you can focus on actually running your business. Again, you can find out more at bookkeepingforlandscaping.com. That's today's sponsor. Enjoy the show. So this question keeps coming up and it's not always just a question. It's sometimes just a observation of things, but the question is, what should I do for my business when the recession hits? Now, I do have some bad news for you. Uh, it could be that we're already in a recession. I'm not an expert. I'm no economist. I have no idea if we're in a recession or not, though I am suspicious that we maybe already are. Uh, in many cases, a lot of these things involve lagging indicators where we don't really realize till after the fact that, hey, we were in a recession. And we're already feeling some of these things like the inflation that is pretty prevalent. Uh, I saw a post the other day about the price of eggs has quadrupled just in the last two years. So you're probably feeling it in your wallet. And more importantly, you might even be feeling it in your business. Now, hopefully panic hasn't set in. There are these moments in business where well, at the end of the day, this is just speaking for myself, I definitely have the days where I feel, man, yeah, that was a great day. I did a lot for the business. I was successful for the business. And then there's certainly other days where I can feel it in my chest. I lay down at night and I think, how in the world are we going to make this thing work? Uh, and that's just being honest. I think we all have kind of like that, that series of emotions in our business where some days are great, other days we aren't so great, other days we rue the day of us quitting our nine to five, and then other days where we think there is no way I could ever go back to a corporate style job. Whatever you're feeling today, whatever you're thinking today, I want to share some good advice on what's to come in our U.S. economy and really how do you stay most on top of it? How do you stay most prepared about it? Now, there's something that I think we need to address from the get-go, and it's a little bit of a self-awareness check. 
And I'll just go ahead and share a little bit about my story. I remember I was sharing something. I don't quite remember the timing. I think it was maybe about a year ago in uh, 2022. And I said something to my wife about, I think I was just very salty and upset about something. And I made some comment about the way of the world, maybe the state of things. And, and frankly, I still to this day feel a bit apprehensive on what will the future world be like for my kids? I have a daughter who is almost three years old. I have a son who's almost one year old and they are precious and adorable and great. But I do find myself thinking and overthinking what's life going to be like for them. Um, and hopefully it'll be, you know, although challenging, like we all experience, hopefully it'll be beautiful for them. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I guess the best I can do is just, you know, make them as kind, but direct as possible. Uh, and I don't know, I, I'm, I'm gonna start rambling here and I'm talking about my raising my kids, but point being, uh, it's likely that I was maybe complaining about like the state of things in relation to them. Cause my wife and I would talk a lot about our kids and my wife was quiet for a second. And she said, you know, you've gotten very cynical the last couple of years and it didn't really catch me off guard. So she says this to me, she says, you know, you've gotten really cynical. And she wasn't saying like in a jabbing way, like in a mean way, she was like, you've gotten really cynical. And those words kind of, they hit me and they sunk into me. And I immediately, it's like one of those things where someone says something to you and like, I feel like there's three buckets of when someone says something to you, they say something to you and you immediately reject it. That's not me. That's not true. And, and it's a bit awkward as to why they even thought that, uh, like you wonder later, why did they tell like, what did I, they were way off. Like they, they threw the dart and they didn't even hit like the, they didn't even hit the, the board. Um, so sometimes that happens. Sometimes someone says something to you and it hits our ego and we immediately respond with, no, that's not true. And it's not until later in our reflecting in our conversations with those who are closest to us that we realize, okay, yeah, that is me. And I've had these conversations across the years with different people when it comes to like their management style, when it comes to um, some of the displeasure of people's employees regarding um, how they feel about their boss. And sometimes bosses get really candid feedback, really harsh feedback. And more often than not, I, I remember having a really challenging conversation with someone who he just wasn't getting at. His employees were quitting. They were very unhappy. And he, he just was honestly floored about it, which is a total denial about it. And I said, well, go to your wife and ask her, her thoughts on it her reaction, like have an honest conversation with her. Not that she, I, I didn't, I've never met the wife and not that I was implying that, you know, the wife was keeping this information from him, but I just said, you know, go to someone really close to you and ask them what they think about this information. And sure enough, she had some honest insight for him. And then there's the third bucket of people who you give them a truth and they immediately think, yeah, that, that was me. Um, and there's been times that I think about in my professional life that I honestly cringe about where I made the wrong move or I did the wrong thing and someone immediately called me out on it. And I just remember the embarrassment of, yeah, yeah, 
that was a major flub. Uh, and I do still cringe thinking about it because I'm like, oh, that was so unprofessional. That was so silly. I think about like I worked at a Chewy's as a server, which people who know me really well know how much I love Chewy's. But I worked there as a server for a few years. And um, all this to say, uh, it was about 10 years ago, all this to say, which blows my mind how long ago it was because it feels like yesterday, uh, there was a time when I was in this little side room getting like chips for a table and it's like an open there's no door like you can just walk right in so i was getting some chips one of my other coworkers was getting chips and one of his patrons one of his customers came up and handed him a 20 dollars bill and said um hey you you did a great job thank you and handed the money over to him well i don't know why i thought this was funny but i turned to the customer and i said hey man where's mine like, you got any love for me? Like, what's going on? And I, I don't know why in my head I just envisioned this, this guy just being like, you're hilarious. <laughs> Instead, the guy gave me this weird look like, who the heck are you? Like, I've never even spoken to you. Did not respond. Did not respond and then turned and walked away. Like, just turned and left. And my coworker didn't even, like, give me the grace of like, hey, man, that was weird. He just looked at me and goes, dude, that was so unprofessional. And I just was like, yeah, I don't know why I said that. That was, that was really awkward, really bad. And I honestly, I cringe when I think of it. I'm like, that was so stupid. It seemed really funny on the front end, ended up not being very funny. Point being, uh, this is like my longest intro <laughs> to the point that I'm making is as we begin having this conversation on a recession, I want to give you a little bit of a gut check, or I want to ask you to sort of self-assess and have a little bit of a gut check and recognize your penchant for negative news. How involved are you in the negative news cycle? How involved are you in the fear-mongering? And this isn't like any kind of claim on today's society in any way, but one quick piece of advice news lines, new paper, online, digital, whatever, our business is first. Understand that our news companies are not unbiased, though they'll tell you they are, and that they, at the end of the day, are businesses. They are trying to get clicks. They're trying to make money. And it can feel like that is some kind of slight at the news media. It's really not. Um, I don't really fall into any of like the fake news drama. Excuse me. I just know that it's not like a government organization that's a nonprofit. These are all for-profit businesses. So I say that to help you understand that there will always be an extremely negative bent on the news because that is what sells. Excuse me. By the way, someone's like mowing their lawn in January. Um, so I don't know if you can hear that or not. But all this to say, think about the headlines you've seen lately. People say things, you know, it's like the asteroid that almost destroyed Earth or, you know, the solar flare that will kill us all in the next year. And these are things that are, they feel massive, they feel gargantuan, and they ultimately feel, they create a sense of helplessness where, I think when we're backed in a corner and we feel that helplessness, 
it causes us to dig in even more and look for answers. And so that news article leads to another news article. And before you know it, you find yourself in this spin of news that you really, it's almost like drowning in quicksand. Um, I say all this knowing that myself, I am fairly conscious of the fact that I've been in that cycle before. I think that's why my wife mentioned, hey, you're a lot more cynical these days than you have been in the past. And it's also why I am trying to be as consciously absent from that conversation as I possibly can be. Now, what I'm not saying about today's episode is you should live in blissful ignorance. You should be totally unaware or you should make naive decisions. I say this because I think about in 2020 when restaurants were closed, when things were, um, the restaurants were, it was an industry that was really struggling to survive. I personally saw some really amazing businesses uh, or one particular restaurant I'm thinking of that both simultaneously opened and then closed, like went out of business in a fairly short span, all because of COVID. So I say this in the sense of in that same year, I remember I was talking to someone who was a new entrepreneur. She was quitting her job. She was starting a business. And I said, oh, great. Well, what business are you going to start? And she said, I'm going to start a restaurant. And I thought, wow, of all the opportunities, you really wanted to make this as hard as possible. So this isn't to say that you should be totally ignorant to things and naively optimistic. Um, I've seen people make really bad investing decisions in the name of, I am sending out good vibes and I know that it's going to come back to me. Like I know it's going to work out. Like I'm willing this and whether you, you call it God or, um, you know, just manifestation, uh, which personally I don't ascribe to at all, uh, or whatever it is, I've seen people make really bad decisions in the name of, you know, it's going to circle back. It's going to come back to me, uh, which isn't a terrible life philosophy, but when you are making that decision that bankrupts you, it certainly doesn't feel good. So we're going to try to find the best of both worlds in today's episode today. So we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, sort of embracing that ignorance a little bit while also not being totally unprepared for, is there a recession looming and are we already in it? Now, I already did talk about this on my weekly newsletter. You can check it out on my website, goodadvicecoaching.com. You can subscribe to the newsletter. It's a quick video update every week, giving you good advice straight to your inbox. Uh, so I've already talked about this a little bit today, just for a few minutes. And I think with when it comes to where we start today, excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, when it comes to where we start today, I think the first place I want to start is remembering that there's really nothing new under the sun. Um, whatever happens in the next six months, whatever happens in the next two years, it's not going to be anything we haven't faced before. Now, I say this, yes, recognizing that we did just face a global pandemic that was insane. Now, technically have faced this before with um, uh, the uh, influenza pandemic. Um, but aside from that, um, you know, I, I say this 
recognizing that we've probably experienced something in our lifetime that we'll hopefully never experience again. And, you know, I definitely hope we don't experience it again. But point being, our economy is cyclical. There is going to be times in our economy where things are booming, where they're great, and you really hope you're on the right side of it. And there's going to be times when the economy sucks and it sucks bad and you really feel it. And that customer that you knew would have been a lock or has always been a repeat buyer is suddenly disinterested. They suddenly don't want to buy from you. Or worse, they are now questioning the quality of your services when forever in the, in the, in the past, they've always adored and loved your services. So regardless of what happens, I remind you that this is all cyclical to encourage you to not fall into despair, to not be that person who indulges in the negative news cycle, or worse, who goes to bed at night and thinks about well, what's going to happen for my business 30 days from now? What's going to happen? You know, and if that happens to my business, what does that mean for my lifestyle? And if that's what that means for my lifestyle, what does that mean for my children or the people that I care about? Um, you know, it's as you can see, it's not totally difficult to see these things compound on one another and to fall into panic. So my first piece of advice, other than just not indulging in any of that, is to first recognize that in your business, there are simply things you can control and there are things that you simply cannot control. And I would argue that the U.S. economy as a whole is something you cannot control at all. You are not a policy writer. You are not you know, a congressperson or a, I mean, they get nothing done anyway, but you know, you're not the president, you're, you're not going to make huge swaths of changes that affect society as a whole. We are ultimately, um, uh, victims sounds like the wrong word, but we, we feel those, those impacts on our daily lives. And there's really not a lot we can do about it. You know, you can't change it, so why think about it? You know, why indulge in it? Why panic over it? I told the story a couple of times, told it on the newsletter today, but I had someone talking about their business. They had missed a handful of sales. <clears throat> they had missed a handful of sales. And uh, the person said, you know, I think it's the U.S. economy, which it, it, I've heard this, by the way, a thousand times um, since then. And... It, my response was, yeah, but like, you can't control that. At the end of the day, you can't control it. So if you can't control it, it's not worth thinking about. It's not worth indulging into. Now, it may be true. It's not to say it's not true. It could be absolutely the case that your business is impacted because of the U.S. economy. It's just that you can't affect it. So why think about it? Instead, what's more valuable is being proactive and focusing on what you can control, which is usually your customers, those direct touch points for your business. The panic we typically feel about our businesses is what will this mean for my bottom line? What will this mean about my cash flow, the money that's coming in? And at the end of the day, what you can control are those direct conversations. I've personally found myself being more flexible being more willing to budge on price points uh, as like a customer service thing 
Um, I've offered, so like for advertising on the podcast, I've had a pretty rigid set of advertising where it's like, here's what you can get and here's the price. And I added an even cheaper tier on there because I thought, yeah, maybe someone wants to buy a little bit and want to spend a little bit less money. So like the flexibility is there, but ultimately I am honing in on and thinking about, uh, my direct relationship with my customers and not indulging in the doomsday news. Now on the flip side of this, I, I do, and I told you I'd give you a little bit of both today. I do think it's important not to be totally ignorant, not to be um, frankly stupid with how you spend your time and spend your money. I think the businesses that are going to really struggle during a recession are the businesses that are trying to do too much for too many customers, they are trying to be all things to all people. This is the person who tries to sell you on something and they say, um, hey, I, I build websites. I'd love to sell you a website. Oh, well, I already have a website. I'm actually kind of focused on my social media right now. Oh, well, we do that too. Oh, well, um, I kind of already have something going with the social media thing. I'm really just trying to get like my newsletter. Oh, well, we do that too. Oh, well, um, yeah, well, I was actually going to say that I'm, I'm focused on the newsletter, but I'm going to do that myself. Uh, but I am trying to work on some like email auto automation and, oh, we do that too. Oh, um, well, that's great. But, but also I'm, I'm also paying attention to like training people on my team and like helping them be more effective. Well, we would do that too. And so you have these people who they literally are all things to all people it's a good rule of thumb to remember that your customers, they associate you with what they've bought from you. And if everybody associates you in a different way or a different purchase or a different thing that you offered, it's like being all things to all people, but a master of none. So understand that there are people out there who are doing too much with their business. There was a guy who came to one of my networking events who was selling this type of coffee and he had something like 28 different variations of it. He was really struggling to take the business larger long-term. And I said, you know, my advice would be to really whittle down those 27 offers and start with three or four, maybe five and find the things that really drive your business, the coffees that people really love to purchase. And then you can build and scale from there. But what you're trying to do is you're spread so thin, which, you know, distribution, you know, shipping things to people can already be a nightmare. And you're handling this now for 27 different products uh, for people all over the country. It's, it's undoable for a one person job who's just starting out. And the other part of that, too, is avoiding shiny object syndrome. I think the businesses that are going to really struggle during this time are going to be people who are indulging, and I'm not saying innovating, because I think I think businesses that will do well will sometimes burn the ships, they'll do things they've never done before, and they will innovate according to what the market is telling them, and they'll do very well with it. One great example is I think about the title industry. There's a local business here that started doing during COVID, they started doing drive-through title signatures where like previously you'd have to go in, sit at a, at a, and this like desk, uh, office desk with like this other person, this title agent, you go through all this paperwork. Now you can go through a drive-through and you would do it with, with them. So that is a business that is innovating according to the circumstances that they found themselves in. 
It's different though from someone indulging in something that is really not that valuable for their business. So like me, for example, I've had people time and again tell me, hey, you should write a book. Now, I don't think it's bad advice that you should write a book. I've known plenty of people who've gone on to write books and it's, it accompanies what they sell, where they sell the main product and they say, hey, yeah, and I'm going to give you a copy of my book for free, or I'm going to give you a copy of my book for $1.99. The ebook will be available online. And these things can be really valuable for driving sales to your business. But for me personally, I just knew that um, a book that talks about how amazing I am and why you should buy from me ultimately isn't worth my time. And the more I indulge in that, the worse off my sales funnel will be. This also is true for another business owner I talked to who she really wanted to start a podcast. Her business really had nothing to do with podcasting. She really had nothing interesting to talk about. Those were her words. And she spent a couple of months just really trying to get this thing going without ever publishing a single episode. That's two months wasted where when the economy is booming, you can really get away with those kinds of things. When the economy is struggling, you really have to be mindful and thoughtful of your time. So to balance these things together, on the one hand, absolutely, you know, try new things, be positive, don't fall into the trap of things you can't control. But on the other hand, I really have no savvy way of saying it. Don't be stupid. Don't indulge in the things that really aren't going to drive the bottom line of your business. Now, I'm not purposely trying to be vague here or ambiguous, uh, but I am sort of just generically talking about business. Absolutely, if you want a more earnest conversation on what this would look like for your business, you can always reach out at blake at goodadvicecoaching.com, and I'd be happy to sit down with you and kind of give you some next steps for your business. Um, beyond that, that's really today's good advice. That's really all I have to share today. Beyond anything, I think I just want to encourage you, keep your head in the game, keep at it. Don't fall into the trap of indulging in the doom and gloom. And maybe on the smarter side of things, maybe get some side hustles going, um, which I just said not to indulge in all these other like side projects that aren't important. But I was talking to someone today who is a just started a job as a salesperson and she has this side hustle on the side. And I said, she was like, yeah, I mean, I think I might still keep doing a little bit with some of my best customers. And I was like, I think that's a good idea. I think it's a good idea to keep the cash coming for certain while you're trying this new thing. Um, there's no shame in that. I think a lot of people online on social media make their business venture seem like this ultra successful thing where I just decided to do it and it took off and it was so easy. More often than not, a lot of us are, we're grinding away, we're making it happen and sometimes even making a little bit of cash on the side. So that's today's good advice. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd love to hear your feedback. You can email me again at blake at goodadvicecoaching.com. If you want to hear your business advertise in the pre-roll of the podcast, you're that neat, nifty advertisement at the very beginning. And you're thinking, you know what? I want Blake to talk about how amazing my business is. I'd love for you to reach out and ask me about some of our advertising packages. We'd love to talk about your business on the show. And lastly, if you want to just support the podcast, you can check out our Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash good advice. That's all we got. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you later. See ya.